Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, we bless the Lord tonight. He is worthy of all of the glory, all of the honor. Tonight he is indeed breaking cycles so that the women of God can go forth and do just what he created us all to do. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name tonight, God. You are worthy. And we thank you. Mm. Thank you for breaking the cycles, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Whatever cycles in our lives and our family bloodlines, God, it stops right here. It won't transfer into the next generation in the name of Jesus. We stand up. We boldly declare that the cycles are broken. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for peace. Oh, thank you for joy. Mm, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, we bless you, Lord. Thank you for breaking the cycle. No more cycles, no more cycles. Hallelujah, no more, no more. No more drug and alcohol cycles. No more sexual perversion cycles. No more lying, scheming, and cheating, stealing cycles. No more anger and bitterness cycles, Lord. No more mental illness cycles. We bless your name. You're worthy. You are worthy. Good evening, good evening, everyone. We thank God for night two of the Empower Her Teleconference 2018, and I'm excited about uh, the speaker of this hour. Amen. My Apostle Katrina Garrett. I'm going to go right into the introduction, and uh, we will have a word of prayer, but I want to have time for her to flow according to the, the the way the spirit is flowing. Last night we had Apostle Victoria Lockhart who started off, and I tell you I've been basking in that word all day long, and tonight there is round two, amen, of empower her. We are being empowered to go and empower, amen. The woman of the hour Apostle Katrina Garrett of Thy Kingdom Come Global Ministries in Panama City, Florida. She is a true light that shines brightly for Jesus, boldly declaring holiness and righteousness as the way to live victoriously. Apostle Katrina is the host of the Prophetic Zone television, and radio broadcast. She teaches the Prophetic Zones School of the Prophet and is the author of Dear Lord, I Desire to Be Made Whole, Women Healed of Life Experiences. Her book is available on Amazon.com. In addition to being anointed to preach and teach the Word of God, her hands are anointed to create. 
as a kingdom entrepreneur, Apostle Katrina makes it known that Jesus is the center of her life and her businesses. The Bling Room Boutique, Kingdom Girl Accessories and Apparel, as well as her new baby, A Taste of the Kingdom, Sweet Treats, are just a few of the business assignments God has placed in her hands. She is a woman after his own heart who desires to see the people of God achieve everything. Again, I say everything that the enemy, naysayers, and even their own fears and insecurities made them believe that they could not achieve. Are you ready for the word with fire, clarity, and supernatural revelation? That's what's going to happen when you hear from Apostle Katrina Garrett. Amen, amen, and amen. Father, we thank you for what we are about to partake of, Lord God, on tonight. We lift the woman of God who is coming with bonus clarity and revelation. We thank you for the life that she lives, God. We thank you for the seeds that she's planted, Lord. We thank you for the walk that she walks. As Apostle said last night, she lets her audio match her video. Amen. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in this hour, everything that she's endured to produce this fruit that shall remain for years and years and years to come. Lord, we thank you tonight for Apostle Katrina Garrett bringing your word to empower women to go and empower others. Amen. Good evening, woman of God. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, you sound great. We thank God for you, and the platform is yours. Allow the Lord to have his way. Amen, amen. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go right into what the Lord is uh, wanting to say uh, tonight. And I thank God again for um, Minister Ramonda, Prophet Ramonda, for her vision and what God's given her. And so um, I'm so blessed to have her to be be a co-laborer in the gospel and to see how God is just blossoming um, her in the work of the ministry. It's just a blessing to see that and how God is just just broadening her. And one thing I I can say about her is I really love her spirit. (laughs) She is really awesome in encouraging women and empowering women and I tell you, she's not just a pusher on her on her broadcast. She's a pusher in person, and she definitely will push you to your purpose. So, Father, we just thank you tonight for what you're doing, and thank you for this teleconference. Oh, God, we just ask that the ears be open to hear what your spirit is saying. Oh, God, we just pray for the Holy Spirit to come. We welcome you. We magnify you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus, for your spirit and for your word. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see this very moment, and we pray for those who may be broken tonight to be healed. We may pray for those who may be discouraged tonight to be encouraged, Father. We pray for those who might feel like their head is hanging low, but you be the lifter of their head tonight, O oh God. Father, God, encourage a sister who is in need of encouraging. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Use me as your utensil that I may minister through word and spirit, that it will fall upon the ears of your of the woman tonight, women tonight, that they will 
be blessed and that they will pursue and what you have given them to do in the earth. Father, we just pray tonight that you forgive us, and we ask that you, Lord Jesus, cleanse us tonight from all unrighteousness. Remove those things that um, would hinder us from hearing your word and hinder our prayer and hinders, Lord God, us from hearing your voice. Lord, we want to be cleansed and we want to be washed with the blood of Jesus that we may, Father God, walk worthy of the calling that's upon our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to First uh, Samuel. I um, thank you uh, again, Ramonda, for that awesome introduction. You're going to write that for me. And I would have never talked like that about myself. So I just thought that was just so awesome, the way you wrote it. And um didn't even realize I didn't even did those things until you said, until you actually announced it. It was like, wow, do I do that, you know? But praise God. Anyhow, um, I'm grateful and thankful for what God is doing in my life, and I, I'm thankful and grateful for what God is doing in the lives of other women. Amen. Um, as she said, we need to be uh, lifting each other up and, uh, you, know, you know, walk up to a sister, hug her, tell her you love her, encourage her, because you don't know sometimes what women go through, and we all go through something. Amen, and, and we have to fight. We have a lot on our plate, not just being women, but being mothers, being wives, all of that, all around. We, you know, we have a lot that God has entrusted us to do. And so sometimes we can get that little bit of weariness or a little bit of discouragement, but it's always good to have a sister come and grab her by the hand and just say, I'm praying for you, or I'm pushing you in the spirit, or, you know, God is with you. You're doing an awesome job. It's, it's good to have that. So let's go to Samuel. I've been asking the Lord for a word, and he gave me a word um, this morning as I was seeking his face and pretty much been kind of like just in his presence. I was crafting a little bit earlier today and just talking to the Lord and just having him to minister to me. Amen. The word has to touch you first sometimes. Well, I don't say sometimes, a lot of times before you uh, touch others. So First Samuel. And we're going to start with uh, chapter 1. And I'm just going to skip around the scriptures a little bit um, in, the, in, this first, in the first chapter. And we'll let the Holy Spirit do the rest. So I'm going to start at chapter 1 of uh, first, uh, first the first book of Samuel. And I'm going to start chapter 1, verse 4. And whenever time came for Elkaniah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peniah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah... He would give them a portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her arrival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year as she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? And Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in the shallow. And now the, Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and forget not your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child, and then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, 
and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. And now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put away your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor talking crazy drink, but I poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your main servant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint, and I grieve, was spoken until now. And then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked for him. And so I'm going to stop there. I want to talk to you um, just quickly tonight about RIP. Um, there's many of us that feel like we're in a season of barrenness. We're in a season where things seem like it's dead, where it seems like nothing is moving. You've been praying. You've been asking the Lord, you know, when, how long. You're walking in a season of perseverance. Some of you have not, might have been walking not just in seasons but years of persevering, continuing to believe the Lord. And it feels like you are in a season of RIP. It, you feel like a tombstone almost. And you feel like the R.I.P. is written upon your forehead. But the Holy Spirit told me to encourage you, lady, tonight that R.I.P. stands for rest in praise. Rest in praise. We're going to rest in praise tonight. Amen. Because the Lord wants us to understand, ladies, that there are some things that must take place in order for God to build us up and to be able to move forth into the things that he has anointed us to do. And so when you look at the story, here you have a woman who was married to a priest, and she was the wife, second wife of another wife that he was married to, because at that particular time, polygamy was allowed you know, during that time. The Bible doesn't necessarily highlight polygamy, but during those times it was, you know, it did happen. They did marry uh, more than one, what more than one woman. So here it is. You have a woman who, the Bible says specifically that the Lord had closed her womb, and her her rival was the other wife. Perhaps this other wife was jealous because you know one thing about it, um, when you have more than one wife in the house, you're gonna have some competition. And I, you know, God allowed them to do it, but I don't think that really was part of God's plan. But we must understand that that God has a a permissive will and divine will. And there are some things that he does permit. But God's divine will is for us to follow the word of God and to follow his laws and to walk according to his statutes. So here it is. You have jealousy amongst uh, these women, particularly one, Paniah, because Hannah must have been a beautiful woman. The Bible says that Elkaniah loved her more so than he loved Paniah. So Paniah had these sons, and, you know, at that time when women gave birth, especially to sons, they were considered to be blessed. And so here it is, this woman is barren, and the Bible says that the Lord has closed up her womb. And how many of you know that sometimes there are some things that God is doing in your life? There might be a time where doors are not opening because the Lord closed the door. And we feel inadequate. We feel like I don't understand. You may feel like 
God, when is it my season? When is it time? I know what I pray. I know what you've given me. But God wants you to continue to practice the three P, P, I call it the three P syndrome, and that is to continue to pray, to push, and to and to uh, pursue. Pray, push, and pursue. Because you got to understand that is what this woman of God did. She was a woman of prayer, even though she was being picked on and being mocked and and being laughed at. Like, can you imagine how you already feel like? There's no hope. You already feel hopeless. You already feel like, well, God, I don't understand when and how long is this going to take place? And when is the season for me to blossom? When is the season for my ministry to birth? When is it my season? Because there are many of you that's carrying destiny within your womb, but it seems like the doors have closed. It seems like the opportunities have even closed. It seems like nobody even takes notice of what you're doing and how you persevere and how you're on your face day and night and seeking God. And you must understand that God has a time and purpose for everything. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes to everything there is a time and a season. And we must understand that even though it looks like it's dead, we got to still rest in praise. Because the Bible says that Shiloh represented a place of rest. And that's where she was in. When she went, she, she knew exactly what to go. And sometimes when you're going through, the Lord will allow your adversaries to mock you, allow your adversaries to say, well, I thought you said, or when is it? Because you, have, you must understand, whenever you make an announcement of something that God is giving you, expect to have opposers, expect to have oppositions, and expect for people to sit back and wait to see if surely what God has spoken to you, if surely it what has God given you, is it surely going to be birthed? Is it surely going to come to pass? But you must understand, my sisters, that yes, the Lord says it is and it shall come. God sometimes put us in those rocky places because he wants us to continue to pray. As we continue to pray, it causes us to continue to push. And as it causes us to continue to push, it also causes us to continue to pursue one thing about prayer, prayer brings confirmation. Prayer brings brings adoration because as you're lifting up adoration to God, he's bringing forth the comfort. He's bringing forth that peace. And you notice she was so distraught in her prayer. She was so lost in her prayer that it appeared as if she was drunk. It appeared as if she was not herself because she was praying with such anguish of soul. And sometimes, my sisters, people don't understand what you're going through. You might go to a place where you have to shut yourself in and you have to begin, and you begin to cry out to God and your friends, your family, and think people around you don't seem to understand. They'll love to they use this term, it don't take all that. Well, why are you, why are you so secluded? Why are you so, you know, not you know, talking as much as you used to? Because you're focused on staying in the presence of God. There are some things that God sometimes has to do through us in order for us to be able to destiny. Because one thing about Hannah, when she got up off the floor, destiny was now released within her womb. And sometimes it takes the prayer of the righteous. It takes a praying woman to get down on her knees and to sacrifice herself and get lost in the presence of God so that when you get up off that floor, destiny is birthed in within you. And when she got up, she got up with an impregnation of destiny in her womb. 
because the priest let her know that just as you petitioned to God, just as you prayed, he said, you shall have what you asked. But I love that even when she asked the Lord for a son, she dedicated him back. See, ladies, sometimes God puts us in a place where he wants us to give back to him what we've asked him for. So many people ask the Lord for things. So many people go to God and say, Lord, if you just bless this, if you just increase this, you know, I'll I'll dedicate it to you. And then they walk right, you know, they get up, walk away, and and, 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 and come back on that vow they gave God. But this woman gave the Lord a vow. She made him a vow. And we must understand the Bible tells us to not make a vow if we are not going to keep it. Because one thing about the Lord, he is a promise keeper. He never breaks his promise. Man breaks promises daily. We break promises all the time. You know, we'll say, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I won't go back to the alcohol. Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise I won't go back and sleep with that man. God, if you get me out of this, I promise. How many times have we made promises unto the Lord and we went right back and reneged on what we told the Lord we would do? We must get into a place that we must be sincere what we pray and what we ask God to do in our lives. We must be sincere what we, what we, what we tell the Lord that we are honored and what we've been privileged to do. And we must give it back to him. Everything that God has given you to do it is to go back to him. If he gives you a ministry, it is not your ministry. It is for you to get back to him. And one of the things that she did is she, she did exactly, because the Bible says, as you read further, that when God gave her that son, the Bible says she weaned him until he was, you know, of age, and then she gave him back. And what she did was she gave her son up to be a Nazarite. And she committed him to the Nazarite vow. And Nazarite vow comes out of number six. It is a vow that, that some people would take as a consecration. And it was a consecration unto the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies. There's a reason why God has not blossomed you yet. Because he wants you to be fully consecrated. God is calling up a remnant of people that's going to walk in the consecration of Christ. And when, they are, when their time of revealing comes, They're going to be consecrated to the point where it's going to be nothing but the power of God moving through them. It's not going to be by their might. It's not going to be by their strength, but it's going to be by the spirit of the Lord that they're going to be able to move in this capacity. And they're going to move in such a capacity to where many will say, what must I do to get saved? Because there's a harvest of souls that God is calling, but he's calling for a remnant of those who choose to be the ones chosen to go and bring forth this harvest. But it's going to come with a consecration. And I'm encouraging you to continue to rest in your praise because even though others might be looking and saying, you know, maybe you hadn't sold the books that you wrote. Maybe your ministry is, you know, not doing as good or as great as you've been prophesied it was going to do. You've gotten words from uh, prophets saying that, you know, God was going to bless it. You know, he was going to increase it. He was going to enlarge your territory. And it still seems like you're in this small little box that you can't get out, but it's not that you're not. It's not that you can't get out. It's because God has put you there so He can begin to work within you, so that when time of revealing comes, as you're resting in the place of praise, 
as you're resting in your barren season, as you're shouting in your barren moment, that is when the Lord can say, now I can anoint this vessel because this vessel has completely died within themselves. That's what Hannah did. She had to kill her flesh because she, 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 she had a child and gave her child to the Lord. But now I had her children with her. And her child grew up, called at the age of three. God called him by name, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And he became one of the greatest prophets whom we read about today. All because he had a mother that was willing to rest in her, to what? To rest in praise and to go before the Lord and pursue, push, and, 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 and pray. He had a praying mother, and he had a, mo- a mother that prayed. Why? Because when you spend time, adequate time in God's presence, you begin to die to self. Things no longer, you no longer look at everything as being what you did or what you made. You give it all back to Jesus because that's what it's all about. He wants us, look, God gave us gifts to give back to him. He gave us gifts to give back to him. But the problem with so many of, of us, you know, as humans, we want to keep the gift, and we still want to be attached to the world. We want the gift and a little attached to the world. But the Lord is saying, if I give you this thing, if, can I entrust you to give it back? Can I entrust you to give it back to me? Because you must understand, my sisters, it comes from the Father. Everything that we have, even the very breath that we breathe comes from him. But are we willing to dedicate it back to him? Are we willing to give it back to him? Let me tell you something. When you give something back to the Lord, when you give your gift back to God, your ministry back to God, it becomes even more blessed than you ever can imagine. And I'm going to tell you how what I mean by giving it back. Sometimes when we give things back to God, we do it and he has us do it in ways that we don't understand. And we may do it to where we'll give it back to others. We're putting ourselves last. Generally, giving back to the Lord means I'm putting myself last. I don't have to be first. I don't have to be, you know, on the front on the front line. I don't have to be on the platform. I want to lift up others. I want to be a blessing to other people. I want to be able to 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 bless others and people not take notice of it. There's so many people who wants to be noticed in the midst of what they're doing as far as building the kingdom. Let me tell you something. It does not matter how much people notice what you do. The question is, is the father, do you have his attention? Do you have the Lord's attention? Because everything that God requires us to do is in secret. That's why, you know, I loved it because even when Hannah was being attacked by this woman, she did not fight back. She did not try to uh, explain herself. She didn't even try. She didn't say anything. She went straight to the, she went straight to the house of God. She wept because she was hurt, but she went straight to the house of God. Why? Because the Bible said that her rival provoked her. And there are people around you that are trying to provoke you to fight, provoke you to defend yourself, to provoke you to explain yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to. You don't. You, you don't have to give any explanation. 
what you must do is you must trust the Lord. Because the Bible says her enemy provoked her. And I'm going to tell you something. There's greatness that lies on the inside of you that other people can see the true anointing. Let me tell you something. It's not about your gift because a lot of people are gifted. Even worldly people are gifted. Worldly people are gifted. To fly a plane, it takes a gift. To draw, it takes a gift. To build a house, you have to be gifted. Nobody can just walk up and build a house. You have to be gifted. You have to know how to draft. You have to know how to write down and lay down the foundations and draft a house. You know, to be to be a, a, a home decorator, it's a gift. You have to know how to see the vision, draw out the picture of how the house house is going to look or how the living room is going to look, and then put it together. It's a gift. God gives us gifts, gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy. He gives us gifts of 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 of, of encouragement, gifts of wisdom, gifts of knowledge, gifts of help, gifts of faith, gifts of giving. He gives us those gifts. And I will say this. There's not a lot of people that operate in the gift of giving. But there are a lot of people who can still operate in the gift of giving and still not have the anointing. See, the difference is the anointing. The difference is when you are anointed. Because there are a lot of people who are getting around you, and sometimes you might feel like, why are all these people against what I'm trying to do? All I'm trying to do is build the kingdom of God. All I'm trying to do is be faithful. All I'm trying to do is just be obedient to what God has called me to do. But it seems like I have more people against me than for me. Why is it? And, 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 you know, what is it? You know, it's because, because you have the anointing. Because if you look at Hannah, when Hannah wound, the Bible said that the Lord closed her womb. See, the enemy didn't close her womb. The Bible said God had closed her womb. But her adversary picked at her. See, there are some things that, there are some doors, there are some opportunities, there are some places that God, you know, may, may send you in the future that has been closed off for right now. And people are picking at you and mocking and laughing. And you're saying to yourself and, and, and they're and they're like and they're going, they're doing their thing. They're going on their you know, on their um you know, they're pursuing their ministry. Their ministries are flourishing. Their businesses are flourishing. You know, everything around them seems to be flourishing and it seems to be growing, but it seems like yours is at a halt. It seems like you're at a dead end. That you, it's like you're saying, okay, I don't understand, God. I know what you said to me. But, and then people are asking you questions, you know, well, when? And, you know, or they're being real sarcastic, you know. Or when you go to put your, you know, get ready to do your conference and, and, they, and they do theirs at the same time yours and two people come to yours and they put on, you know, that, you know, 100 people came with theirs. And you're wondering in your heart what is going on, God. I don't understand. I feel like I'm in a barren place. I feel like I'm in a dead end place. I feel like I can't get out. I feel like I, 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 you already feel down in your spirit because things are not going the way you thought they was. And on top of that, now you got your adversaries picking. And it's because God wants to push you a little bit more. It's because he wants you to, he wants you to pray a little bit more. He wants you to push a little bit more so that you can pursue, so that you can persevere, so that you can continue to rise up in your anointing. See, what it is is God is killing some things in your life so that, that his spirit can be more revealed, so that the reflection of Christ can shine through you more so than you. 
So when people say, so when God blesses it and the doors begin to open, you won't take glory. Because there's too many taking God's glory. And one thing about God, he'll share, his, he'll share everything with us on earth. He even share his gifts. He even share us, he'll share his gifts by, you know, casting out devils. He'll share his gifts by raising the dead. He'll share his gifts with us. But one thing he said he would not share, and that's his glory. He even shares his anointing. He'll pour his anointing on you. But the moment that you want to take the glory for it, that's when God begins to become angry. She was the woman of humble spirit. She didn't even take glory because she gave her son back to God. And if you go and you read in chapter two, she began to she began to there was a there's a prayer that she that she prayed and she talked about how her heart was rejo- was rejoicing in the Lord and how her how the Lord. He was her horn, and he would exalt, you know, she would exalt the Lord. And then she talked about how she smiled at her enemies because she rejoiced in the salvation of God. Sometimes, my sister, you just got to smile at your enemy. You ain't got to frown up. You don't have to go back and fight. You don't have to get on the phone with your girlfriend and call up the other, you know, call your girl and talk about she did this and she did that. They would just smile. And take us to the Lord in prayer. The Lord said He don't like to deal with arrogant people, and I'm gonna tell you something. A lot people who people people of today are very arrogant. They're very arrogant because God has God. We're under grace, saints. We're under grace, my sister. And so there, you know, a lot of these false ministries and things that's going on. God's grace is upon them, and He's allowing it to happen. And at the same time that He's allowing them to happen. He, you know what I'm saying? He's constricting the, the anointed ones. And he, see, he's letting them go about their business because he already knows that they don't belong to him. But his anointed, he's going to protect. So it might be a place of protection where he got, God has you right now. He has you in a place of being protected. That's why you feel like you're in a dead-end place because the Lord wants you to get before him. He wants you to go into a place. It's almost like a metamorphosis. He just wants you to go in a cocoon so he can begin to blossom, so he can begin to, to, to reconstruct you. Because before a butterfly is released, it has to be reconstructed. A caterpillar just can't just take off in the air. It has to go through reconstruction. And God wants to do some things within your spirit, within your flesh to reconstruct. See, the spiritual man is, is, is open to hear the things of God. But the flesh is the one that fights against the things of God. And so God has to come in and reconstruct your flesh so that you will allow your spirit man to be in the front and your flesh to be in the back. Because, see, sometimes God has to reach way, 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 way down in the depths of our soul to get to our inner man. And he really wants us to be able to speak and let's have an ear to hear. Because the Bible says they that walk by the spirit are sons of God. And when you can walk by the Spirit and you can hear the presence of God, because see, let me tell you something. When it comes when it comes to the things of the kingdom or the spiritual things, we should never be pondering or wondering, do I hear the Lord? Because if you're at a place where you don't know or you're unsure, you're kind of far off. You're not aware of the presence of God because you're so you're so discombobulated with the other things around you, and that's things of the flesh, that's things of this world. If you notice, most people that walk by the Spirit in the Bible wasn't so easily moved by little stuff like that. 
You could tell that Hannah was a spiritual woman because even when Peniel was picking out of Hannah, yes, she wept, but she went before the Lord. She didn't have to defend herself, and she did not let it stop her because for some reason, sometimes even our adversaries cause us to not even want to pray, cause us to not want to read our word. All we want to do is lay around and mope all day in, in self-pity. When God is calling us to rise above the mouth of the lions, to rise above the, the things that, because everybody don't understand your walk, and they don't need to understand it. And it's not for everybody to understand your walk. Each person's walk with God is personal. What he gave to you, he didn't give to somebody else. So that's the reason why it might look like they got they prospered and you ain't. You walk different. It ain't that God's not blessing you. It's not that God's not not pursuing the things for you. It's just that it's just a different season for you to get your blessing. It's a different time that God's gonna release you. You're not ready. It's not time yet. There's some things in your flesh. Why? Because the Bible says that He knew us and formed us in our mother's womb. Ten years from now, God knows exactly what you're gonna do. Before you know what you're going to do, he knows it. Five years from now, that you are not ready for, he's going to prepare you. He's going to reconstruct you. He's going to come in and he's going to tear down some things in you. And that comes through your prayer life because you begin to mature. Prayer brings not only communication with God, but it also brings maturity. Because as you're praying and seeking him in the word, you're growing and you're maturing. And he's speaking to you and he's showing you things. In the spirit. And he's teaching you how to deal with things in earth. He teaches you how to deal with things in the earth realm. Because why? You, you're learning how to fight in the spiritual realm. Let me tell you something, saints. Most of the times, my sisters, we never fight. The only way we fight is we fight in prayer. The only way we fight. We fight in prayer. Because right now I'm at a season where that's what I'm doing. I have so much opposition against me. I'm not going into it right now because I'm not going to speak in the atmosphere. But I have a lot of opposition against me even now as I'm speaking. And I told my husband today, I said, I can't fight it but no other way but in prayer. That's the only way I can fight is in prayer. I can't fight it in my flesh, and I will not even open my mouth and talk about it. I'm going to take it straight to the throne room of God because I know that the Lord will hear, and I know that he will give me the directions of what I need to do because the word of God says that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he will order your steps, and he will show you the direction that you must take, and he'll, he'll put it in your spirit what to say because if you don't even know what to even pray for yourself, you begin to moan and groan, and the spirit will give utterance. And the spirit will pray on your behalf, and then you will see things begin to shift in your life. Why? Because the shift comes with first starting with your mind. It starts with how do you think of yourself? What do you think about you? Because the one thing I love that Hannah wouldn't do, she would not allow that woman to cause her to think so low of herself. That's why she went to God, because she said, before I curse my own self, before I curse my own womb, I'm going to go to God first, and I'm going to cry out to him. Sometimes you might feel like it's dead, but you got to rest in praise. Because the enemy wants you to curse your own destiny. 
and you can curse it by simply saying nobody cares, nobody likes you, nobody no, you know, you, you know, nobody's coming, nobody's doing this. You, know, you, you, you can you can curse it by just saying simple things like that. You begin to curse your own destiny, and that's the one thing that Benaiah could not do with Hannah. Hannah would not curse herself. She went before the Lord. That's the reason why she was able to stand and pray, and she was able to look at the Lord and say that, that for God, for the Lord God is the God of knowledge, and by Him actions are weighed. And she almost, she, she, she said that he makes the poor, rich, and brings low and lifts up. And he raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash. See, God is the only one that can lift a beggar from out of the ashes. God is the only one that can bring somebody who was so poor and raise them right up out of the dust. Because one thing that the Lord can't stand is haughty spirits. There's a bunch of them running around the earth. But if you remain humble and you remain poor in spirit, he will lift you up. So let them laugh. Let them, let them, let them, let them say whatever they're whatever they saying. Let the talk continue. To, 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 you don't say what mumbling word. You go before the Lord and you take it to the Lord in prayer and let him exalt you. Let him lift you up. In your season, because when your season comes, they're going to wonder, how in the world are you able to move in such a capacity of anointing, in such, a, in such an awesome anointing that's resting on your ministry? And it's because you allow the Lord, you rest in your, you rest in your praise. You, you, you will RIP in your barren season. You allow the RIP in your barren season. Because even though everything around you look dead, it looked like it ain't nothing happening, but you rested in your praise. Because you rest in him knowing, God, I don't understand, but Lord, I trust you. Work within me. Strip me. Mold me. Make me into the woman of God that you anointed me to be. Don't want to be bitter. And I told the Lord this a couple of days ago. I said, God, I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be a bitter woman. I don't want to be a negative person, always thinking negative, always thinking the worst. I said, God, even in my most, my most trying of storms, let me see the light of your sun in the middle of it, that I don't become Bitter. Because I've seen they fall in, you know, into, into bitter, become bitter, they become angry, and then they, that bitterness starts rising up, and, and, and nothing, there's no fountain of the Lord. It's nothing but bitter water, and I don't want that. So if you got to strip me, whatever you got to do, God, do it so that I'll be a blessing. I'd rather be a blessing than a curse any day. Because sometimes that women of God, we can we can we can we can we can curse ourselves more so more so than the enemy just by what we speak and say over our us our our situations our families everything around us we are what we speak and so I pray that tonight that as you continue as you continue to pray and push and pursue rest in your praise. Walk in your walk in praise. 
sleep in praise, bathe in praise. Continue to lift up Jesus. Continue to tell him how much you love him. Continue to say, well, I don't care what situation you're in now. If you're in a rocky and stony place, praise God. Because in that rocky and stony place where you are, there's something that God is doing, something that he's cutting away from you. Because you got to remember, everything happens, it happens because God allowed it to. He said he would not put more on us than we can bear. So if you're in the situation, it's a God thing. Sometimes it's not always the devil. We always blame the devil for everything. We give the devil sometimes more credit than God. But as I just read to you, the Bible said that the Lord caused her womb. The devil didn't do that. That was God did that. Because he knew that destiny lied. He knew that destiny awaited in this woman's womb. And he didn't want her to mess it up. So before he gave her the promise, he had to strip her. And when she became stripped, she gave back what God gave to her. And that's what he wants us to do. Give back to the Lord what he has given to you. And I promise you'll never fail. Amen. God bless. I'm done. Amen. What a word. What a word. What an amazing on-time word for the women of God during this RIP season. Father, we just thank you for your vessel tonight. God, we thank you for allowing her to reveal the hidden treasures, Lord God, the hidden things that we may not have seen in this passage of scripture. Lord, we thank you that you will replenish every bit of virtue, Lord God, that she has released on tonight, that there's nothing lacking, that there's nothing broken in our home. God, meet every need. And even as she testified on Facebook on today, Lord God, how somebody blessed her and Apostle Tommy, oh, God, that is just the tip of the iceberg. Let the rip season in her life also be the season of favor, God. She can rest in praise and still walk in favor, Lord. All of the seeds that they planted, all of the time, the service, and the sacrifice, oh, God, we thank you for the harvest. The beginning of the harvest, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If there is anyone on the line tonight that would just like to briefly say something to Apostle Katrina, um, if you would press star one. We don't want to um, close out without that. If you want to be led to having Christ as your Savior, we don't want to omit that on tonight. Press star one on your telephone, and we will do that. Uh, and if not, we will close out and just allow the word. I'm telling you, I'm so excited. I know I won't be going to sleep anytime soon because this word was just for me, and I'm sure for everyone that is on this line, and I'm glad to say for the second night, the, the pro- proverbial house is full. The women of God truly want to be, need to be empowered, and God alone chose this lineup. And I'm so grateful that I was able to hear his voice and do his will, his way. Amen. One more time before we move on, if you would like to speak with Apostle Katrina just briefly or be led to Christ or a special prayer, press star one on your phone. And if not, we will say thank God for everyone that is on the line. 
Um, we will be back on tomorrow night, the final, the third night with um, Evangelist Sire herself, uh, Evangelist uh, Sarah Rebecca DeWitt. And I tell you one thing, it is just befitting to end this three nights of empowering through the fire, the word, and tonight, revelation. Uh, We thank God for everyone. We thank God again for you, Apostle Katrina. And we speak blessings over you and, um, and your household and everyone in your family. Be encouraged, but most of all, allow the God of all creation, who is your Father, to make you whole. God bless you all, and good night.